This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And today, I might get a little bit ranty pants, but you know, there's been some things going on in my life and I wanted to share them with you because I think that it's so important as I step more and more into my leadership to also share with you the icky bits, the, you know, what I'm here to model for you, what I'm here to teach, and also what I'm here to learn for myself. So today we're going to be talking about grief, anger, sadness, and all of those, you know, quote unquote, negative emotions. So if you've been listening to me for some time, you know that my perspective is that no emotion is negative. We have a spectrum of emotions. And as humans, we've been blessed with the ability to feel this entire range. But what I find with most women and a lot of my clients is they really struggle to work that range. So they want to be able to feel joy and gratitude and most people can get to that place, but they're unwilling to allow themselves to sit in, you know, the grief and the anger and the sadness. And the truth is you can't truly experience the expansion of joy and gratitude if you're not also willing to dance at the other end of the spectrum. So do we all want to try and hold our energy in joy and gratitude? Absolutely. It feels a lot better than the other end of the spectrum. And, you know, just before I go any further, if you've got little ones listening, I'm going to do my best not to drop any F-bombs, but I cannot promise anything today because I'm really fired up about this. So, why did this topic come up and why do I think it's important to talk about it? There has been a lot going on in the world. I think everybody listening can agree with that. Over the past couple of years, you know, things have become very polarized and it's allowing us to look at the things that we're tolerating, the things that we're no longer willing to tolerate, the things that we value and the things that we don't value. We're being asked to comply uh, many people have become complicit. Many people are just going along to get along. I had somebody reach out to me and say, you know, how do I speak to my family members when I have a differing opinion? And now more than ever before, I've been really standing in my power of this is who I am. This is what I believe. And you don't have to agree with me. I'm not looking for you to agree with me, but I'm no longer willing to sacrifice myself or my beliefs to make anybody else happy or to make anybody comfortable. So how you react to my set of beliefs 
is none of my business. My job is to stay true to me because if I throw my beliefs under the bus, basically what I'm doing is abandoning myself. I'm abandoning the things that are important to me. And that is not how somebody who truly loves and values themselves shows up. You don't constantly change your opinion every time you're around somebody new. Now, having said that, I have always had this unique ability, and I've talked about it in previous episodes, to really understand this both and perspective. I can hold neutral space for both sides because I truly believe that you are responsible for you. I'm not responsible for your choices. What you choose to do with your body, your health, your relationships in your bedroom with your kids is none of my business. And I want you to remember that when you're looking around at other people, are you trying to make their stuff your business? Because it's not. Each of us get to stand in our sovereignty and decide what feels best for us. That's number one. And now more than ever before, I have really been standing up for a belief that I've held for as long as I can remember that we are responsible. You are responsible for your health and well-being. You're responsible for that. This life you have is a gift. The body that you're living in is a gift. And while so many of you are walking around afraid that your body is going to let you down or get sick, I want to remind you that your body's job and it is designed to keep you alive. It is designed to fight infection. It is designed to thrive. But where many of you drop the ball is you think your body's letting you down, but in fact, you have been letting down your body. You haven't been doing the things to care for it. Exercise, right? Getting movement. And exercise is not a punishment. It is something that you get to do. It is something that you can choose to do. Do you know how many people can't get out of bed and don't have their mobility that wish they could exercise, that wish they could move their bodies? If you want your body to be able to carry you into your later years in life, it's a beautiful machine, but you got to drive the car. You have to drive the car. You have a luxury sports car. Are you really going to leave it parked in the garage and you're going to let it get covered up with dirt and mud and you're going to pour crappy oil into it and the worst grade fuel ever? So your body has never let you down. You are letting down your body. And right now there are so many things that you can do to boost your immunity, to support your body in fighting illness and infection. Get outside, breathe fresh air. Take off your mask when you're outside. Get some dirt on your hands. Like uh, I read something today about it's so great if you have a pet that goes outside because then you're, you know, we need germs. You need to be exposed to germs for your body to continue to stay healthy. So please consider if you're constantly dousing yourself with antibacterial, this and hand sanitizer, what that is actually doing to your immunity, because it will do more harm than good. So stay safe, but also understand your body is designed to fight off illness. And there are things you can do to 
you know, make your immunity stronger. And on the other side of all of this, there's always going to be things coming at us. It's your job to keep yourself fit and healthy. So move, drink water, keep yourself hydrated for the love of all things holy. Your body needs water. How many of you are drinking water versus soda? Get a bunch of water into you every day. Rest, rest. It is like the simplest strategy. It is free. Go to bed early and get more rest because if you are tired, run down, you put your immunity at risk. So do you really need to stay up for that extra hour to have that time for yourself? Is that really going to support you living a long, healthy life? Not really. And pay attention to the food that you're putting in your body. Pay attention to it. So it's not about it being perfect. Nobody's a perfect eater. I like chocolate. I like candy. I like those things. But 90% of the time, what is going in my body is food that is going to support my health. How I take care of myself is my number one priority because things we love and we value, we take care of. I don't hand that responsibility to anybody else. I'm not just going to put my health in the hands of somebody else. So again, everybody can choose what is best for them. But I have no doubt that my body is capable of dealing with whatever is thrown at it. And I will have the tools and resources to navigate it. Now, I know this is not true for everybody, but for the majority, for the majority of us, it is true. We can be doing better to take care of our health instead of handing it off to somebody else. So coming back to grief, anger, sadness, you probably hear some anger and frustration in my voice. And you're right. There is anger and frustration. And this is why I wanted to talk about these emotions because all of our emotions are good. They help us see things that are important to us. My anger shows me what I value. My frustration, right? It, it, it's not a bad thing. But if I pretend like it's not here and push it down, then I'm just numbing out my emotions again. So we don't want to live in anger. We don't want to stay in anger. We don't want to stay in frustration. It actually doesn't serve me as a long-term strategy. And I cannot control anything outside of myself, right? So if I draw that circle around my feet, everything on the inside is my responsibility. I also know that when we're looking for change in the world, If everybody goes back to, well, it's not my responsibility to speak up, really shitty things happen in the world, really shitty things. And I've said over and over, I'm here to live an extraordinary life. But part of that is helping other people step into living an extraordinary life as well, which means I have to have the courage to have a voice, even if you don't like it. Not everybody's going to resonate with my message. Not everybody's going to agree with me. My parents don't agree with me. And that's okay. I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm not here to make me right and you wrong. You do you. But I will have a voice about all of this. And for a long time in my life, I didn't want to have a voice because I didn't want to rock the boat. And now 
I'm willing to speak up for my values. So here's the thing about anger, though, and this is what I want you to really understand. Anger is a powerful emotion. I'm not directing my anger at anybody. I'm simply experiencing it inside myself. But the truth is underneath that anger is a lot of sadness. I'm sad. I'm sad watching some of the events around the world. I'm sad watching people hand their health over. I'm sad that we don't know what the long-term effects of all of this are going to have on so many people. I'm sad that that many people don't trust their body enough. I'm sad that so many people are unfit, unwell, carrying too much weight and are at risk. I'm sad about that. And then there's things I'm sad about personally. And this is where the grief comes in. I have spent a good portion of my life growing my business because my dream was to travel the world, to climb the Great Wall of China, to see the cherry blossoms on the other side of the world, to go over to Europe, to visit people that I now know from around the globe, Australia, Germany, New Zealand, Scotland. I've waited my whole life to travel. And now I've created the life that allows me to do that. And I'm truly grieving the fact that I can't right now. Truly grieving that. And this is why I think that this is so important to talk about this because everybody has experienced a level of grief this year. And so many of you are not willing to explore your grief or allow yourself to feel your grief. You simply go right into gratitude. And gratitude is amazing. But if you continue to bypass your sadness and your grief, it will catch up to you because emotion is energy and it's living in your body. So this is why I struggled with whether or not I wanted to record this episode because I truly know that I am the creator of my life on every level. I also know that the circumstances of my life, I cannot control. I can only control my own attitude and I can shift my perspective. I have all the tools in the book to be present with my emotions and know what I need to do to support myself feeling better. And part of supporting myself feeling better is not making myself wrong or bad for feeling sad, angry, and frustrated. And I want to give you permission for the same because we can go to this love and light and gratitude and high vibe and stay there, but it's such bullshit because as humans, we have a whole emotional spectrum. So I'm not going to spend weeks and months lost in my emotions. That doesn't serve me, as I said. But I also get to acknowledge what is here. That's part of what it looks like to love and accept yourself is your willingness to acknowledge and accept what is here. And please don't forget, like if you keep stepping over your sadness or your grief or your anger... You're in resistance of feeling it. And if you resist it, the more it's going to grow. So the more I don't want to be with my anger or my frustration or my sadness, the bigger it swells in me. And then it's so easy for me to go into that place of questioning. Like, why do I feel this way? What's wrong with me? Looking for a solution. Instead of just saying, Lisa, just let yourself be sad. Get in your journal. Write about it. Write how frustrated you are. 
Say the things that you need to say. Let it move through your body. So I read a quote on Instagram that I loved, um, and I want to make sure that I give him. I want to make sure that I give him credit. It was uh, Xavier Dagba, and he said, "Don't get so addicted to your light that you can't love yourself when the darkness surfaces." And I think that this is why I thought you know, like, do I really want to share this? Because so much of my work is around supporting women and men be present to what they're feeling and also being able to say, what do I want? What do I need in this moment to support myself feeling better? Because a life spent in your emotions, you're, you're losing your life. So we want to be able to feel our emotions, but we want to be able to move through them. And I know that I have often in my past used uh, gratitude and high vibe to numb out or compartmentalize. And I have talked to women this week who, whose kids are struggling. My kids are struggling. It's not easy being a mom these days. It's not easy being a mom during a pandemic. And, but then their answer is I'm fine. You know, I've got the tools. I'm so grateful. I have the tools and I'm navigating this differently. And that's amazing. Like, I'm so grateful that I'm where I'm at so I can navigate this in a different way. And we can appreciate that, that we're navigating things in a different way if you've done that self-work. But that doesn't mean you compartmentalize and pretend like when shitty things happen that it's not impacting you. It's hard to see my son struggling to accept things that he doesn't want to accept. You know, and the beauty about all of this is for me, you know, I really realized the other day that Jake was being such a powerful mirror, which you may or may not realize your children are always mirroring back to you, your energy. So whatever energy you're vibrating in, they're like little sponges. And he still is getting into his, you know, very resistant to being at his new school, even though it's been the best thing for him. He will never <laughs> admit that. But we've seen an absolute change in him. I'm so grateful we've made that move. But man, I don't know when he's going to come at me out of like right field with an emotional outburst because he wants to go back to his old school. And why can't we give that to him? And I was, as I was sitting in my emotion yesterday and my frustration, that part of me that just wants life to be like it was. And I know we're never going back there. Right, that part of me that just wants things to be back where they were. And how much I have been vacillating in and out of accepting that. Right? Because one day I'm like, this is sucking. Like we just went into more restrictions coming down again, none of which I agree with because I don't believe it's supported by the data. So the, the part of me that's like, where are my critical thinkers? Please raise your hand. Like we have enough data from around the world to be able to see what is working and what isn't. What is happening? Like the part of me that's like, this is fucking crazy. When is everybody going to wake up? That part of me. She just wants to be heard and seen and acknowledged. And this is what Jake has been mirroring back to me, right? He's showing me how I am holding on to something that I need to accept, accept and allow, and then step forward. Now, 
with Jake, he really has to come to that place or hopefully he will come to that place of acceptance because acceptance then releases the resistance and you're able to see that new perspective and his attachment to his old school, my attachment to the way life used to be is causing him a great deal of suffering and it's caused me suffering. But I'm also at a place where I understand that there are many things that I need to accept in order to come back to that place of peace and well-being within myself. And there comes a time in our lives where we have to decide if what we're fighting for, if those values are important to us enough to have a voice to rise up to create some change in the world. So I put myself back in my bubble had a long conversation with Jake, well, as long as it gets with a nine-year-old, about what it looks like for both of us to be in acceptance of the things that we cannot change. Comes back to the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things. You know what? I just completely butchered the serenity prayer, and I've said it like a million times. Oh, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So looking at where can I have a voice to know what I can change and what I cannot change, how I can show up in my leadership and hopefully inspire others to show up and be courageous and take a stand for things that are not okay, that are happening, but also coming back to that place of what can I simply allow today? What do I have control over today? So this is just a reminder that we are all here having our human experience, running the entire spectrum of emotions. You are not a cyborg. And I'm not sure about you, but I probably will never get to the place of complete peace and well-being 24-7. I'm going to continue to strive for even more peace and well-being in my life. And I'm, I'm, you know, this has been my life's work. And I'm also going to allow myself to have the human experience and not be a cyborg and not compartmentalize my emotions because they don't serve me because they all do serve you. They really do. So I'm going to trust that one of you out there listening to this is going to hear what they need to hear, that you're getting the message that you need, give you permission that it's okay to acknowledge what you're feeling and then support yourself in feeling better. So part of supporting me in feeling better is allowing myself to sit down and record this for you and let you see that I don't have it all together. I've come a long way and I'm certainly not the same woman I was 10 years ago or even five years ago. And there's still much more I have to learn. And I will always stay in integrity with my work around emotional fluency emotional resiliency, holding space for you to understand what it looks like to love yourself more, what self-acceptance looks like, what giving yourself permission to be human looks like, 
to stop being so hard on yourself. Because the truth is, I was being hard on myself because I was feeling this way. And then I realized I needed to share that I was feeling this way because it means that somebody else out there is feeling the same way. So I'm going to end this by thanking you for tuning in. I would love to hear your thoughts and your perspective. Again, there is no right or wrong. I know some things you might think like, well, what is she talking about? That's irrelevant because again, there is no right or wrong. You do you, boo. But I hope it's coming from a place of truly making your health a priority because I know that that is where my choices are. And I will continue to take a stand for the things that matter to me. And I will continue to hold space for you to have the courage to take a stand for things that matter to you. And you don't need to apologize or justify to anybody what those choices are. That's it. You can simply say, I'm not available for this conversation. Even just yesterday, I had to say to my mom, we're not going to agree on this. So it's best we just stop having this conversation. I love you and let's stop because I don't need to bring her to my side and she's never going to sway me to hers. And that's okay. We can love each other in this world and we can love ourselves even if we disagree. So I hope wherever you are in the world that you are safe and healthy and well and surrounded by people you love, that you've got a little bit of dirt under your fingernails, that you're breathing fresh air, that you're enjoying what it feels like to move in your body and to nourish your body and to truly love and care for yourself. Maybe today you'll go to bed a little bit earlier, snuggle under a cuddly blanket and just sink into what it means to truly love and care for yourself. So until the next episode, so much love. If you haven't left me a review on iTunes, I would be so grateful if you did. <laughs> Maybe it won't be such a great review after this episode. That's okay too. I prefer five-star reviews, but I honestly just am looking for genuine reviews because it really does help other people find this podcast. And please, by all means, you know, make sure you pop into my DMs and Instagram. I really am accessible and I would love to hear from you if this episode resonated with you and please share with your friends, your family, your colleagues. And uh, I look forward to bringing you more episodes. I've got a lot to say about a lot of things as my life and business continues to expand. So until next time, take good care of you. So much love and I will see you on the next episode. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching certainty that something in your life needed to change? Listen up, you can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they are high achievers for them to even see this for themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. It's the never-ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. 
more often than not, they genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle, and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might feel burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating, or worse yet, forgetting to eat. Coffee has become a staple, and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly. You're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone else goes to bed, you stay up late just to have you time. Basically, you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on your list of priorities. No matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more. And you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create extraordinary lives of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving woman so that you can make positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. Head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my network of empowered, inspiring, ambitious women. This is your next step in choosing to make you a priority. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.